Welcome to Thriving Your Love, a podcast where we will guide and help you improve your most precious relationships in life. This podcast is produced and hosted by certified emotionally focused therapist, Claudio Vargas Silva, licensed marriage and family therapist, and Trisha Kim Walsh, also licensed marriage and family therapist. Hello, viewers and listeners. We're back at it again, and we're doing a continuation to this discussion on how to understand a narcissistic partner that you may be in a relationship with now. This may be a relationship of the past. And if anything, we often, if we've been in such a relationship, even with a parent, uh, that we can feel a bit of, I call it the, this emotional exhaustion, this, this emotional hangover of how we as partners can be depleting ourselves to try to understand how to get back to love, how to get back to connection, all the qualities that we found so attractive in them and them in us. We try to make sense of why are we getting drawn into a cycle and in in an EFT, as you all may be reminded of, that we refer to conflict as the negative cycle. And that with a narcissistic personality, you will find that this, that what triggers conflict is often anything that is in the opposite of advocacy of what this partner wants. You know, in other words, if you are not fully focused on the needs of this person or advocating or prioritizing this person, there's going to be conflict. There's going to be reactivity. There will be criticism. There'll be defensiveness. And the list just goes on. And Claudia, we're not just speaking as therapists, but we're also speaking from lived experiences, having been in relationships with people that had narcissistic tendencies. Yes, Trisha. And I want to point out something that we talked to the last time. These talkings that we are doing, these podcasts, they are not only about if you are with a pathological narcissist, but actually it fits for every one of us because we all have a little bit of narcissism in ourselves. We want to be right we want to have our needs met. And sometimes in fighting for our needs to be met and in trying to be right, we don't realize that we go a little bit overboard, hmm. that we don't give our partner like the opportunity to talk and that we don't pay attention to our partner's needs. Exactly. Exactly. And that we don't listen to our partner, that we are not flexible. So it is hard sometimes for us to really notice, especially if it is with ourselves. It's much easier for us to notice problems in our partner, but a little bit harder to notice in ourselves. And that is in itself some narcissism trait already that all of us have, right? having that consciousness, that awareness to see how we are in a relationship, to imagine from our partner's eyes, what is our partner seeing us, right? So that is a little bit hard sometimes for us to see. So I just want to kind of normalize and, and show that all of us will learn with it and that we need to have 
some humility to also pay attention to ourselves and how we can learn from it. And by the way, in the last episode that I had this relationship with a narcissist girlfriend, and then I decided to read some books. I bought three books about narcissism and it was such an opportunity for self-discovery because I was thinking, oh my goodness, yeah, I have these tendencies here. I can get better on this, even though I was trying to understand that ex-partner hurt me so badly with her narcissism attrition. Right. There is an important quality that we all have as human beings, and that is we're all here on this planet to learn, and we all have inherent knowledge and wisdom that we can learn from one another. And so in my experience, having worked and also consider myself to have a specialty working with narcissistic personality disorder, that often those who have narcissistic tendencies come into therapy to try to change their partner, to also acknowledge that the world is being unfair to them, that really they know how best to make everything in their life the way they want things to go. So if you could kind of imagine symbolically, they are the judge and they want to be the jury. They want to have the last say and the last verdict. And there is a right and there's a wrong and they are right. But if we really slow it down, like we do in EFT, if we really understand below the surface, as you said last episode, Claudio, there's so much pain, so much grieving, so much fear. If you really, if we really get to the core of this, if you really knew who I was, you wouldn't love me. You wouldn't like me. And I don't even like myself. So what I do is I try to surround myself with brilliant people and do brilliant things so I can get rewarded the way that I deserve to be so that no one will really know who I actually am. And I work in Silicon Valley, Claudio, as you know, for some time. And there is this phrase that I came to know, and that's imposter syndrome. So I, I do find that a true experience of the narcissist journey or the path that feels very lonely is a being an imposter is that if people only knew who I really was, they wouldn't like me. So I wear a mask upon a mask upon a mask. So no one will really know who I am, what I'm feeling. No one can ever hurt me because I won't let anyone in, not even myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very well said, Trisha. Narcissism is actually a defense mechanism, right? And this is what is hard for us to really see what is happening inside. We see this person who comes as being so self-confident and actually proud of themselves, like they are better than everyone else. And we think, oh my goodness, they have so much ego. And it's actually the opposite, that inside of them, they feel so small, they feel really incompetent. And as you said, they have this imposter syndrome. And this is what they learned in their childhood to deal with the world, to defend themselves, to try to be assertive, to try to have their needs met, to try to get some respect because they were being so put down, humiliated. Right. They had to fight hard. But what we see that happens 
when we have these traumas in our childhood is that our brain becomes stuck in that position. Yes. And it's very hard for us to go inside of our hearts and see what is happening there and that we don't need that anymore. We are not in a relationship like the one that we were when we were children. And now as adults, we are free. We have much more power. Just being an adult means that we are more assertive already. We, we don't need to be controlled anymore for, by a parent. We have choices right now. Yes. So the thing is that the person still feels stuck in that childhood trauma. In other words, being a narcissist you know, is being childish, is kind of being immature, like the person didn't mm-hmm. grow yet. They didn't realize that now they are free. They can take care of their lives. They don't need to fight hard anymore. But they keep on doing that hmm. because they still feel so small and they think that other people really want to control them and put them down and they have to fight hard to for that not to happen. So, but but you know, it's sad because it reminds me, Trisha, in, in the World War II, there was a Japanese soldier that he was in an island and he was hiding. And he thought that the war was still going on. So many years later, I think that 30 years later, they found him because, you know, he was afraid that he would be punished because he was hiding. Because in the tradition, the Japanese tradition, he had really to fight to death. But he went into hiding and he didn't want to be rejected and judged. And actually he became a Brazilian citizen because he didn't want to go back to his country and be rejected. But what happened to him He was for 30 years thinking that the war was still happening. He was just hiding when he could be free. He could enjoy the end of the war. But so a narcissist person and many other traits, many other problems and diagnosis are people who are stuck in their childhood trauma. They still see the world as dangerous, people as not liking them. They cannot trust people. And they see themselves as very small, defenseless. And they are trying to to deal with that situation that has changed a long time ago. So this is why it's so important that we have therapy, that we try to look into ourselves and we try to unstuck, get out of that situation that we imagine that we are, but we're not. We are free. We are adults, right? We have more power. We can take care of our lives. We don't need to be in fear anymore in the jungle, hiding who we really are from other people. Right, right. And Claudia, what we do, and this is a really powerful example, is that it's amazing how when 
our brain tells us that we're still in that trauma, it does cause us to have childlike qualities. And anyone who's observed a child knows that when a child is scared, they will hide. They will put their arms over their face. They'll close their eyes um, if they see something that is really uh, frightening or if they feel they're getting punished, they cry. And so these are the qualities in which we want to have vulnerability in our partnerships is how powerful would it be for the person who has narcissistic features, the partner, to go to the person they love and say, I'm scared that if you knew who I was, if you knew my past, if you knew the traumas, if you knew my shame, then you would not want to be with me. You would leave me or you would reject me. And we know as couples therapists, Claudia, which we work with couples all the time, we work with individuals all the time and teens and children around this is fear is, is on the other side of love is that that fear is if I showed you who I am, I wouldn't get that love, but we are all inherently deserving of love. And what we do is we protect against any harm because we're fearful. And so truly what you see in narcissistic personality traits of the partner that is focused on, I need control because I fear if I don't have it. And if you saw me for what I, what I believe I think I am, or what my traumas have identified me as who I am, you'd see me as weak and not good enough. And these are fears that universally we all have. And what we teach our couples or what we invite them to do is to understand vulnerability is confidence is it takes great courage like you did Claudio I'm mentioning this in our last episode when you said to your supervisor I think I might have narcissism I might have these symptoms what a brave thing for you to do because on the other side of it is I want to understand I want connection I want to do better I want to evolve I mean that's really what we come into therapy to do and we hope that you as listeners and viewers are seeing is the more we learn the more we grow and the more we really can respect that we all have something we're fair, fairly afraid of knowing. Maybe things that have happened in our past as an example of the person that this Japanese soldier who was fearful of betraying his country and did not want to go back for fear that he would be rejected by the culture and the family and the friends, the leaders that he knew. So fear is a very powerful influence on how we behave. And really with these diagnostic understandings, we look at narcissism is it's an inherent fear of, I don't want to be rejected by the world. So I'm going to be on top of everything and know and act like I know everything and, and surround myself with brilliant minds and do brilliant things because that's how I'm going to get love. That's how it allows me to be lovable. So when we understand that, then hopefully we can look at this a softness to say that everything has an explanation for what we're seeing if we understand. And that's really the focus for today's episode is how do we help you understand if you may be in a relationship with someone who's showing narcissism? Yes, Trisha. And there are two things that you said that I really liked because you said like the person hiding, the person afraid of not being accepted for who they are. So when we think about a narcissist, a narcissist person is trying to show an image of strength. So they are not really 
showing who they are because they are afraid of not being accepted. And what happens with this syndrome of imposter, they are hiding themselves. They are not being really vulnerable because they think people are not uh, people are not going to accept me for who I am. But what would be so wonderful if the person wasn't afraid to be who they are? If they have confidence in who they are, that they wouldn't pretend to be someone else, that they wouldn't try to be powerful, just be who they are because in being who we are, there's a lot of power in that. In other words, we don't need to be powerful. We just need to be who we are. And if we are who we are, there's so much beauty in that. So what we see is the lack of acceptance in, in the person, right? And this lack of acceptance is extremely painful. And it's so hard to live this pretense life, like pretending to be someone. It's very hard. It's so much easier when you can relax and think, I can be myself, you know? And if people love me, they're going to love me the way I am. And we are, when we are ourselves, what is very amazing is that people will even love us more because they like when we are ourselves, because the, the beauty is in being who we are. And also, what you said in terms of like being childish, when we think about a child, children are very, they are very selfish. And it's normal, right? Like a baby crying because the the baby's dirty or the baby's hungry. The baby doesn't think about a parent who is so tired of working the entire day and now having to wake up at night to take care of the baby. The baby is not thinking about that. For babies, for children, parents are all powerful. They don't get tired. They don't have needs. So uh, so normal that a baby will focus or a child will focus in themselves. And sometimes we grow up and we don't realize that now we are adults and we can take care of ourselves. So we see, I see a lot with my clients that they have grown up and they live with their parents and they don't want to wash the dishes. They don't want to uh, do chores at home because they still have that thought of my parents, they are all powerful and their parents are getting old, you know, but they still live in that selfish world. So we see that this is what happens with narcissists. So we think that a child is in some way uh, a natural narcissist. Uh, but when we grow up and we keep with these traits and we want to be the center of attention, we want people to do everything for us and we don't think about their needs, we don't think that they have their limits, that they can get tired. So, and we don't realize. But the thing is that, as, as we mentioned, is that this person is, is stuck in their childhood and while they are like that. They are just seeing themselves as 
powerless, as weak, even though they are so selfish uh, and they are self-centered. Right, Trisha? Right, right, Claudio. And as you're all listening to this message that Claudio's powerfully naming is that we all start off having these traits and they're not anything that, to pathologize. We want to normalize them. However, what really deepens any loving relationship is showing empathy and compassion. And this is where someone who has narcissistic features, if they struggle to know themselves, then they struggle to know others. And therefore there can't be a deeper relationship because the most powerful relationship, Claudio, that you're naming is the relationship we have to ourselves. And people may ask, how do I get that? Well, there's a lot of ways to get that. And we're going to talk more about that in our next episode, but just highlighting it is therapy is a wonderful place to explore that understanding your relationship to people who taught you how to love. How do you feel like you're loving now in the world? And that can be, love can be interpreted in many different ways. How do you love life? How do you enjoy things? What is pleasurable? Uh, what brings you great joy? Whether that's spirituality, whether that's time with your family and friends, whether that's what do you most enjoy in a romantic relationship? Uh, that the more you learn about others, the more you learn about yourself, but with a narcissistic partner, if there's no willingness to see other people's vulnerability, then you aren't able to really know the human experience and therefore by default, really not able to have the capacity to empathize, which is to have a deeper, meaningful relationship. So we'll pause there because again, Claudio, as we said before, this is just such a rich topic that we're very passionate about. One, because it's affected our lives personally. And then two, it affects the lives of every single client that we've worked with on some level. And then three, that we really want to help you understand so that you know how you can thrive your love, whether that's with your partner, whether that's understanding your own childhood and repair with your parent, or whether it's just to understand the way you learn how to nurture the self because really the goal of any therapy is a corrective emotional experience. And the great news is our attachment styles are very static. It can really be reversible. So if you had an insecure, avoidant, ambivalent attachment style, you can receive a secure attachment in, in the work of therapy. I've seen it time and time again. I've worked with narcissistic personality featured uh, folks and I've seen them, you know, it, it's taken many therapy sessions, but they can also have that repair too. So if you are listening and if you say, Hmm, maybe I could, maybe I do have some narcissistic traits. Well, the good news is by the open willingness to name that means great change is in store for you. So again, thanks to everyone for following us. We really love sharing with you our knowledge. And if you ever have any questions or topics you'd like us to speak to, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We really encourage you to do so. And with that being said, we'll go ahead and catch you on the next episode of Thriving Your Love. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We hope you'll join us soon again for our next episode of Thriving Your Love.